up with this list. Some of the whatever face podcast. Oh, but you at least got to get the name right. Is that not it? Whatever face is it? Is it that what it's called? No, that's what they said it was okay, called. Okay, whatever okay. face podcast. I thought you were just oh. missing it. I'm like. Morgan Freeman face. Uh, Tony Dungy face. What's going on? <laughs> you told me the streets said they needed more Fuzzy, and I'm providing the streets with said Fuzzy. Yeah, man. I'll I be checking out the episodes. I'm like, I keep seeing all these people I know, but not me. You know, I get the call once a year. What's up with that? Because you have a pod of your own and sometimes... Well, hold on. Yeah, let's run down what you do. You have a pod of your own. You have mad extracurricular uh, leagues that you're affiliated in or have of your own. Like, don't act like you're the easiest guy in the world. Like, hey, you're free? And you're the mayor of every bar or place that you're at. So, yeah, come on. Don't do that. Come on, bro. You know I always answer when you hit me up. No matter where I am. I don't have a, dis- a dispute for that as of right now. So, I'll let you have that. But how are you? Hey, man, I'm, I'm happy and healthy. I just... uh got a, a, a little promotion at the job so happy and healthy and uh and looking forward to getting more wealthy i guess wealthy can't be more wealthy but you know looking forward so, to less bills that's and more why money. you've been at, that's why you've been at uh out and about uh been mixing you've been uh you're the bars on me guy huh open bar on me no, that is not me. That that's how you that's how people lose money. I've been I've been a hey, happy hour. Let's get these drinks while they on sale. <laughs> what's the what's the best happy hour you've been to? Doesn't matter the place, just the deal. Uh out here we got so Charleston's a a tourist city, so they always have specials, but uh there's this one spot out there by the water. It's uh half off everything. Hmm. From what time to what time? Uh, from like four to seven. So usually we'll get there around like five, five thirty, and then, and it's on Fridays too. So on Fridays from like four to seven, we get there, we mix it up, then we go to the other bars in the area. It's called Shim Creek, is the area that it's in. It's like on the water. I wish there were more happy hour places in New York. There was this one hole in the wall on 6th Avenue. Me and my cousin found it while we were working on 6th Avenue. And it was literally a hole in the wall um, Mexican spot. They had $5. You can get Long Island. They had like premium stuff for $5. So when we discovered that, as ignorant as we are, we went in there and we dropped $40 each on the table and just be like, yo, just keep them coming. And we did that for about three weeks and then the fourth week we went they told us that long islands were no longer on included in the happy hour but we could do some <laughs> sunrises so <laughs> shout out to them for ending the happy hour on our accord because i'm sure they weren't expecting people to come in and drink as many long islands as we were drink but all of the long islands all of them all of them and for five dollars you can't beat it with a stick 
Word. Yeah, man, it, it's got to be some happy hour spots in New York. You just got to find them. Nah, they are, there are happy hour spots, but um, depending on when you, depending on where you are. If you work in Midtown, you can forget about it because that's high tourists. If you're going out of your way for a happy hour, yeah, you can stumble on some really great happy hours. Jess Rack is probably listening to this and she's like, nigga, I know mad happy hour spots because Jess be out and about. She will mix it. Jess, I love Hit her up. <laughs> yeah. So say, I, know, I know when I was in New York once, I, I stumbled in a couple of random hole in the walls because I was like, man, I'm not going to spend all this money in Times Square. So I kept hitting on those side streets to find those uh little bars where, you know, it was a little cheaper, beat them, uh, what they call them, dive bars. So yeah. They did. But, you know, they, it caters to the crowd. So, in Midtown, you, it's like downtown Charleston. It's going to be a couple of spots where the drink's going to be higher because they want the, the young professionals just kicking it back, taking it easy after coming off of work, you know, ready to spend that money. I mean, I, I don't want to spend $50 a happy hour. I want to spend $10, $15 and be good. Now, do you consider that a win? A $10 to $15 happy hour and food, drinks, do you consider that a win? How many drinks? Fifteen dollars. I mean, depending on where you go, and it depends on what what I feel like drinking. There's one spot I go to that I'm I'm there all the time. I can, you know, they got these beers for two dollars. It ain't the best quality beer, but it's a beer. So, like, <laughs> you know, so we I can go in there with ten dollars and throw down five of those things and and tip. You know, like. <laughs> It be as big as the bill. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, they uh, when we were in Charleston, they took us around to a at night. A couple, um, I forget one of the places we went, but I want to hit your boy it, up though when you came to Charleston. That's terrible. First off, we did hit you. We did. Who we hit did. me? When was this? For Jordan's uh, wedding. That's the only time I've been there. For Jordan's wedding, back's hole? Yeah, yeah. Uh, why, why didn't I go to his wedding? I think I had my kid that weekend or something. You could have brought your kid with you. Now you're just using excuses. No, no, I, I got the invite, like, mad late. And I got, like, because <laughs> Jordan's like, yo, why, you know, you, you can go to the wedding. And I was like, that don't seem like an invite. He was like, I didn't really sign up invites. I was like, hey, sorry, bro. He, but he did invite me. But no, nah, I think I had my kid that weekend. We already had plans and whatnot. So, you know, and she was... That was she would be like one or two at that point. It was like two years ago. You could have you could have very well brought your kid to the wedding. Is all I'm not bringing my kid to a wedding. A two year old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How many other kids were there? I don't remember, but I'm sure exactly. You would have remembered a two year old crying and whatnot. Two year olds like to dance too. That's all I'm saying. But I do have a question for you. You mentioned your kid, and I saw this question. Shout out to uh, my sis, Melaine Rochford. She asked this question on Facebook, and I said I wanted to get in a little discussion with you about it. Um, no. No, no, no. Everything <laughs> is lighthearted. It just depends on how you answer them. Everything is lighthearted, though. But as a parent, what would you say is the hardest part about raising a child today was the question that she posed. Ah, that that that's twofold for me. One, you know, my kid no longer lives in town, so it's it's a little bit harder for me. 
because I got to travel or she used to travel with me to see her. But I think overall is uh, just protecting them because as tough as we are and as, as much as we've been through, through the world and we know the old dangers, there's always new dangers out there that we don't know because, you know, we can try our best to keep them away from like the, the, the creepy old men and keep them away from doing drugs. And, you know, as Chris Rock said, my only job as a father is to keep my daughter off the pole. Um, <laughs> you know, I guess that's transferred to keep my daughter off for OnlyFans. But then, you know, I, I might want to judge. You know, I, I encourage other women to do it. I just don't want my daughter <laughs> to do it. Um, I, I'll be the hypocrite there. But, um, but no, nah, so I, I think it's just, uh, you know, to, to learn to trust them. Now, I don't have that problem yet because my kid's only four. But I think the hardest part of raising a kid is going to be learning to trust them versus your wisdom. You know, it's, it's like wisdom versus experience. They have to experience the world themselves. But also you you want to input that wisdom on them that help them make the best decisions to keep their life in a positive manner. See, now this can go down a whole bunch of different avenues. And my answer was, well, it depends if you got a boy or if you got a girl, because it honestly depends. But the bottom line should be the same. Be respectful people that make an impact, right? That, that should be the, the, at least the premise is be respectful. Have respect for people. Um, right. Go to rule. With, yeah, just, just have respect for people. And don't, be, uh, uh, don't be a shitty human being. That, that would be my, uh, I feel like my baseline, but with a, with a son, it's like, well, not only do you have to be respectful as a black male, but you also have to uh, listen to authority. You also have to, you know, um, your respect goes beyond the classroom now to where you work, your place of employment, the, the law. Um, and also remember that your main task is to get home. You, know, you don't got to be a smart aleck. You don't got to talk back. Like, but come home. Don't, don't be That's like your, your daddy because I do that. But, you know, I'm at some <laughs> point where I can do that. But, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, you like, you got to okay. come home. And, this guy here, this is Tony Stark over here. <laughs> My fault. I should have said that. <laughs> no, nah, nah, we're leaving it. We're leaving it. And I, I, I agree with you, but on a female side, because it's like, don't have an OnlyFans, but also, like, I, I, in talking to my cousin one day, I told him, how we parent is way different from how our parents had to parent us. Like there's so many times we got to call audibles with so much that's happening as parents today, but you said protecting them. And that protecting word goes, <laughs> it's like a rabbit hole in terms of right. from what, from whom, from uh, social media influences, from like, it's a whole bunch of different stuff. But I wanted to, have you seen the movie Lightyear with your daughter? I have not. I, I, I heard it's, uh, well, she don't like it anyway. She, she's on a, a, a Mona kick. And a, um, what's that movie, Don't Tell Bruno? We don't talk about Bruno. Encanto. Encanto. Yeah, Encanto is her thing. And then Mickey Mouse, I mean, Minnie Mouse. So she ain't watching uh, Lightyear yet. You know, I got the Disney Channel, but she watched the same movies all the time. Yeah, I think every kid um, <laughs> they latch on to one movie for. Plus, I heard Lightyear isn't that great, you know. And I try not to judge movies based on their past affiliations, but 
literally someone said that they could have just changed the name and it wouldn't have anything to do with Toy Story or Buzz Lightyear if they would have changed the name. So, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a tag on. What they were trying to do was, from the from the movie, they were trying to tell you how um, they were trying to tell you that Buzz the toy figure was based off of this movie Lightyear. That's ah. where they were. That's where they were going with the story. But you said you heard something about Lightyear. Yes, I'm saying I heard that they they could have just they changed the name on it, and it. it you wouldn't even thought it was a Buzz Lightyear movie. But now looking at it from what you just said, if you know, it's like, oh, well, it's not a Buzz Lightyear movie, the toy. It's Buzz Lightyear and the toy comes from this movie. Yeah. I get it. But, but um, we watched it and then we we, we, blah, we watched it the theaters and we watched it when it was on available on TV. And spoiler alert for parents who haven't seen it yet or are going to see it. Uh, there is a scene where um, there is a same-sex marriage and a same-sex kiss. It was two women. And light year? And, and, and light year. So I have a question, not, not, not to interrupt you, but how are they going to have that scene when if the toy came from that movie, there's no way that that scene would have been in that movie <laughs> back in the day? But... <laughs> This is you're leading me to where where I'm headed here. And my son was like, he was like, well, is that a boy or girl? And me and my wife were like, oh, here we go. And my wife was like, oh, well, she was a girl. He goes, oh, well, did she have a boyfriend or girlfriend? Because they look like boys. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like, damn you, my ear. But, and I said to her, Okay, we can't run from the conversation. We have to have the conversation. Even though it was the slightest piece from the movie, it's like that. And I don't know if you saw Super Pets. Nope. Okay. See, you, you, I feel like you're um, mistreating your daughter by not letting her have these experiences. <laughs> no, 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 no. She has the ability to watch any of these things she wants. I mean, she just started going to the, the movie theaters recently. Like, she's she's not that type of kid. She watches what she wants. She does, you know. She's very intelligent and smart. Like, in school, she's off the chain, you know. So, it's not like you can force her to do what she wants. She's a, a very uh, intelligent little human. And she don't yeah. like going to movie theaters like that and, you know. She'll want to watch something. She'll, you know, I'll get, I'll throw on some headphones because she wasn't watching Conte so much. So, you know, <laughs> nobody talks about Bruno. We know why they don't talk about Bruno because everybody watched him all the time. But, you know. <laughs> nah, but in Super Pets, and I'm just making a correlation. In Super Pets, there was a scene, they didn't show up, but they were like, the, the pets were talking. And at one point, the movie goes, yeah, uh, my owner, so-and-so, uh, she stopped playing. She stopped playing with us because she got a girlfriend. And it's like subtle stuff like that that they're throwing in the movies that it's not overtly like in your face, but they're sneaking it in. And for my son who's six to pick up on stuff like because of course the kids, as you said, they watch stuff multiple times. So once it's thrown in, and it's like, okay, let's see if we can get away, not get away with it, but let's see if we can throw this in there 
and see what happens. If there's no backlash, okay, cool, let's keep going. And with Lightyear and this, I'm sitting there and I'm saying to myself, I understand from the adult perspective, but why do we have to throw this? Like kids don't care enough about it, right? And, and, and people will come with different perspectives. So I always say that there's a there's an agenda in Hollywood right now, right? Um, yeah. And not even with these kids' movies, but because obviously I'm not as hip to them. I mean, I'll watch them if they come on Disney Plus or Netflix or something. But, you know, if I'm not with my daughter, I don't really watch them. Um, so in order to make a, a hit show, you find your, your, you, you find your character lead, right? You, you make this character. You decide if you want a white character, black character, or Spanish character. Those are the three right now, right? You, you mm. pick one of those. Then you add in, you even if it's a comedy, you need another comic actor in there to bounce the comedy off of. That'll be the best friend or the, the person they date best friend. Then for extra comedy relief, you throw in a gay person, right? It, it don't matter mm. if it's a, a, a male or a female. Um, I haven't seen where they've done a trans yet, but I'm sure P-Valley does that. I don't really watch it, but you know, just mellow, somebody from the LBGT community. So now you have your main character. You have a minority of some type. You have a gay person, and then that and that's going to be the basis of your comedy. So look at every show, every hit show that's been on TV in the last year or two. Even like, uh, and I know you like to ask what show we watch, and I was going to say uh, Sandman. And even in that, there's like homosexuality now. Mm-hmm. I, if you're going off the myths of what they used to do, I, I get it. The, the Romans were a bunch of guys that slept with each other. They took baths together um, and only used the women for cooking and uh, babies, basically. Um, so I get it. And and and, no, and I don't believe just from watching a scene, kids are going to say, oh, my God, I like I'm a boy. I like boys now. I'm a girl I like girls. But I, I think they're pushing so hard to be included, which they should be. But now they want these love scenes and they're like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, if they have um, straight male scenes, they can have gay male scenes. And I'm like, yeah, OK, whatever. But what it's doing is even straight male scenes is it's forcing the kids to look up and say, hey, what is this? Which is forcing the parents to explain. This yeah. like and, and sometimes the kid's not ready for that conversation and it's forcing it on them. Um, so. But back to that's my that's literally my theory in the agenda. So think of any hit TV shows or even even really good movies. Now movies, of course, are the exception because it's you're watching one story for an hour to two hours, then that's it. But with shows, you have to watch different versions of the same story every week. There's always something in there. Not only because they want them inclusive, it's because they want that money, right? They they want mm-hmm. that community to support them, um, and so they're bending over backwards. No pun intended. Um, to <laughs> <laughs> trying to include all of them in it <laughs> like you know so it, it, it's just funny how hollywood is you know yeah the only reason why i brought it up um because then having a conversation about uh what's the hardest part about parenting that's part of um that's part of those conversations that you now have to have when we were younger our parents stay away from uncle so-and-so why just stay away from it like that was the that was like the extent of the conversation no, oh. don't have no kids around uncle so-and-so and you know what in the in, in the black and brown community we are notorious for doing that 
we'll hide yeah. the family secret and not tell. Like it, I don't stay away from Uncle Michael. What? Why the fuck is Uncle Michael even in the house with the kids? If I gotta stay away from him as a kid, you know, like hello, you 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 shouldn't. You know, I I'll be damned if I uh if one of my cousins or uncles were known to touch kids or I have my kid around them. I tell them to step off. You're not welcome here. You know, <laughs> like, like, and when I was telling my cousin we have to audible, it's like our parents got a, not got away. They they raised us based off of the tools that they were given. Right? Their resources, and correct. I, I I said the other day, walking past the projects. Um, you just walk past the projects like that? No, I was I was going past for something <laughs> because. <laughs> I was going past for something. No, I was going past to um, go to a store, and I had to walk past the project. And I kept what, thinking. Which project, though? Uh, Second Ave, uh, Wagner Houses. Okay, I'm, I'm off of Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but I was thinking about every Jay-Z line that I've heard where he's talked about the projects and why it's, why it's the project, because it's the project, and all of that stuff. And I kept thinking like I kept trying to in that moment walking past I kept trying to put myself in like our grandparents and parents shoes it was like well this is what we had so we were here and our parents grew up thinking well hey this is this is cool all our friends live in one building or we can go to a different building and see our friends or we can go meet or congregate at the playground the centerpiece the playground and go back upstairs but when i was walking past i'm like but should this many people be in one in one space like right it just took me down that path of saying like okay well i understand the point of you got to make you got to make work whatever you got but also in that same moment saying but should people be living, should people be living like this well, even though maybe rent controlled or whatever have you, yeah, right. But when you think about it, if, if you want to talk about that aspect of the projects, I mean, we we come from village being village people. Hence the community factor. It's just the difference between us and say other cultures is that the closer we are, the more we are detrimental to each other. You know, mm-hmm. like say like Indian family and tribes, they live very closely to each other. You don't see as much violence. You don't see like we we're our minds like to explore and we explore sometimes in the negative ways. So we out there fighting each other, you know, people fighting over blocks that, you know, you you, you fighting over a block that's owned by housing authority. Like <laughs> you you ain't even got yeah. your mama name on the house, you wanna fight over the block, you know? Yeah. I thought you had a point. I I, I didn't know that was an end point. But yeah, I, I no no that was my it was just that. We, we, we fighting over, I was saying the community aspect of it, it's like, it seems that we're detrimental to our community. Like the more we are closed in, you know, it's the mentality that uh, America has trained us to be. We're closed in. So we're, instead of fighting with each other, we're fighting against each other. Now, the second part of that transition was driving to my car to drive back home. I was driving past all these new high rise buildings. And oh, so you live in part, okay. No, no. 
Come uh, on, can't the con- hide money. The contrast. You the one that just said you uh, you got a promotion, not me. Um, Listen, I, I went from <laughs> yeah, broke. Yeah. I went from broke is to broke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, them, them bills don't contrast, care if you got a promotion. <laughs> they don't. Driving, to, walking past the projects, and now driving past these high rise buildings. It's like conceptually, it's the same thing. Yeah, you may get more amenities and have a better structure in terms of how it looks, but essentially it's the same thing. Right. Stacking all these apartments and high-rise places. Yeah, you may have a doorman. With a better view. (laughs) Yeah. But if you look, not even across the street, literally, and that's the beauty of New York. You can walk from uh, 125th on the east side of Harlem on Lexington Avenue, you can see crackheads um, tilt over with perfect balance on Lexington Avenue, on 25th Street. But the, the moment the you get lean. past, yeah, the fiend lean is crazy. The moment you get past like the 90s and start going down, you start to see uh, other buildings and where people's rent would look better because they got a view of Century Park now. And it's like, but if I walk 20 blocks the other direction, it would be deemed an unsafe neighborhood. You, you know, Central Park was a black neighborhood at one point, right? And a cemetery that they built over? Yes. Yeah. That was a whole black community that New York set up. We need it for eminent domain. We need to put a park here. And Just, oh. If you realize how long Central Park is, Yo, oh, I know. I've, I've been there as a kid. <laughs> they, 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 they shammed them over. But I want to point out to your audience how you just say you, you, you walked past the projects, but you had to drive past the high rises to get home. I don't want I want them to not gloss over that fact. You know, that was a level of comfortability. I was able to walk through the projects or side projects. Or in <laughs> I'm the comfortable project. walking through the projects when I get to where these rich people live. I got to drive. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I need to. I need to have my head on the swivel. No, nah, I don't, tr- I don't trust those quick- white collar criminals. <laughs> <laughs> the walk was only because it was a short distance from point A to point B, and it was a shortcut. Driving wasn't the same. I, I couldn't take a shortcut to get home. I would still have to drive to get home. Gotcha. So you work in the hood. That's, that's who we're giving back. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way we give it back is working in the hood. <laughs> You're a very admirable person. I just want to let you know that. Hey, hey man, <laughs> you you go where the money is. That's what they tell you. You go where the money is. I do have to have a conversation with my manager because I want to realize. I want to ask what I got uh, the areas that I got. But that's another time. Another topic for another time. <laughs> Get your manager on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I should call right now. See the answer. Um, but yeah, just seeing that disparity, and you said something about us uh, fighting each other and doing all this other stuff. You're segue. That's segueing me into what do you feel about versus and Trilla with Swiss and Tim? Say that one more time for me. What what are your feelings on the versus dispute that's happening between Tim and Swiss and Trilla? Oh, 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 oh. Um, 
I think they played their hand too fast, but they, they wanted the bag and they got it. And getting the bag comes with problems, like not getting paid. Um, apparently, Versus is saying that they pay a uh, Trilla, sorry, Trilla is saying that they paid them uh, what they're supposed to pay them. And then the other part is uh, equity. I think maybe they didn't read. I mean, because it's like 28 million that they say they're missing. That's a lot of fucking money to, to, for it to be a, a systematic error. So somewhere yeah. along the line, somebody either pocketed that money or they they said we're not paying them. Like them verses ain't picking up steam like they post. Like I never watched the verses on the verses app. I never paid for a subscription. I watched mine like everybody else did in the hood on a bootleg. So like, yeah, sorry, I never sorry, paid for the subscription either. I never yeah, paid so, for the subscription like, either. But that was I heard that was one of the um, people that were heavily into verses. I heard that was one of the reasons why they kind of stopped because it was like, well, if you pay for a subscription, you get this premium angle, but everything else was the regular Instagram angle that uh, we would we were you we were used to. So it's like, wait a minute. You know what their premium angle was? You know how in wrestling, like you've been to a lot of wrestling match, right? A lot of it. Yeah. And so you know how they have the hard camera. Yeah. Yeah. And so like on TV, when you watch it, there's always a crowd behind the wrestler because the camera that he's looking at, there's not so many people there. There's a big camera that they're looking at. That's the view you would have got that you would have paid for. So you wouldn't have seen much if the, if the rapper or the artist stepped off the screen by a little bit, you're going to miss half of the show because you're not going to see the artist. You'll hear them. But that that's what they were pumping up as the premium angle. I don't know who in their mind was like, yo, we should charge these people $6.99 to watch, let them watch the people from one spot. And, and they okayed it. And so now, now the money ain't matching up. You know, Trilla's making money, but I don't know if they got enough to be like, yeah, here's $28 million that we promised you along with the equity. See, the, the thing I want to know, and I heard uh, Joe and the fellows talk about this on his part, was is it something where Trilla didn't have the money to begin with? Like, they were banking on versus providing this uh, this means of entertainment. Hey, we'll give you this, and they were expecting to have um, all of these the the same premium versus that versus that you were getting before for free on you were doing it for Instagram. Free. Yeah, yeah, Instagram and app, um, Apple Music. Now it's like, oh, I, y- y'all gonna give us some more of this? And the first, the very first. Trilla paid subscription was Onyx and was it Cypress Hill? Yeah, it was Cypress a terrible. Onyx? It was a terrible matchup with that one. I might even watch it. Um, no, they they answer your question. Do they have the money? Yeah, their Trilla is owned by this guy named Ryan Kavanaugh, which is I think his firm is like Sea Change. It's Anyway, it's, it's a really big marketing firm, and he can, he comes from a really big uh, marketing background. He has the money. They have the money. Do they want to lose that money is a better question. Because if I give you – if I have $5 million and I give you a million dollars with the idea you're going to bring me an additional $4 million, and I don't get that additional $4 million in the terms of views and ad space from your views and subscription – then I'm taking a loss. I, I can't take, you know, if I got $5 million, I might could take a, you know, a $1 million loss, but I don't want to. If I got 
100 million and I'm losing 28, I still don't want to lose that, you know? And so I, I think that's what it is right now. And then they promised, oh, we'll give you equity. Well, ain't this, it ain't, they went public, but the shares ain't shit right now. So if, yeah. you, if you tell me you don't give me share, if, I'm, if I tell you I'm going to give you shares in my house, and you agree to it, and I give you the mailbox. You like wait, like, <laughs> like I know this part of the house technically, but uh, you know I want something more equitable. So I, I think it's they they should have read the paperwork. They soon they'll probably end up settling out of court, but I don't think they're gonna get all that money unless they are truly older. And I don't see how they can push off twenty eight million because I know they ain't do those numbers. Do you feel like the? Uh... Do you feel like versus as a whole, it might be time to take it behind the shed and put it to sleep? Or you think it still has life to continue on? No, it, it still has life, but we're going to have to, they might have to change the format a little bit. Because um, they, they, they got most of the big names, right? So now it's just going to be the, 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 the mid-tier people, as you saw with the, the Ray J's and the Mario's, not calling them mid-tier artists, but as far as like sales and whatnot. Um. And then it's going to be to the lower levels. They're going to start having to do mixtape rappers and shit like that. Like, you know, are switched up. I mean, and, and it's already diluted. You got Diddy and Jermaine Dupree about to do their own. Not a versus, just a hit for hit. You know. Sponsored by Ciroc, which versus was, or sponsored by DeLeon. I'm sure it's going to be on Revolt TV. Puff ain't right. stupid. No, yeah. Diddy's a very smart guy. Love Puff is smart. <laughs> and I think uh, with all that, you have Nori, Host, or whatever have it. Puff ain't got he, he knows, okay, well, this is where they might have dropped the bag with Swiss and them. I ain't going to let that happen with me. Swiss did say at one point um, it was harder and harder to book versus because people started wanting crazy money. And it's like, right. dog, you ain't had an album out in so long. You ain't even traveling. If anything, this is going to help boost your sales after. But oh, that was uh, like, oh. that was Bone Thugs that wanted that crazy money. Yeah. <laughs> but w- would you not? When you hear that they had made this crazy big deal and everybody got equity and uh, right. even the people. So, of course, you're thinking, oh, yeah, we got to get broke up. Swiss on the phone? Yeah, how much? 500? Yeah, we out. <laughs> Word. I heard uh, Cam negotiated his deal with, with the Dipset, and he negotiated the Locks deal, and he said they all got paid pretty wealthy. That's the style. So he was like, yeah. Cam said he going to negotiate how much they all get paid, and he was like, and I said, Cam, you you really good with business. You go ahead and negotiate with us, too. Whatever they give you, we want. And he said that's exactly what Cam got for him. They said that's why Cam was on bother with people saying he was losing. He's like, all right, you can sell us if you want. I know what the check said. <laughs> yeah, I know what I got paid to be here, so... I think that that hurts versus in itself uh, the whole well I got paid so I'm here you get what you get I feel like that was what happened with Mario and uh, Omarion Uh, Mario came put on a show and Omarion thought he could just take his shirt off and why your man eating watermelon on the stage bro that's your people's. Him and him and his brother even watermelon. I, I don't know what they was fucking doing. Like, <laughs> like bro, what? Yeah, they, they they jacked the game up for everybody else, and it just it just goes to show 
the precedent that uh, was put out there, people ain't really uh, trying to adhere to, which makes me ask you, switching gears, but same sort of subject point, do you think the NFL shot themselves in the foot with offering 100% guaranteed contracts? No. Explain. You said the NFL shot themselves in the foot? No, because as a player, if your contract is guaranteed, you're not worried about getting hurt. You're out there trying to put put forth your best effort, right? In the NBA, you got what they, they generally like. They don't want to play if it's, oh, it's too many games in a row. Not talking, not taking shots at my guy, Kyrie. Uh, they, they, they sit him down for rest. You know, I think uh, Greg Popovich once sat down Tim Owen, Tim Duncan, and they asked what was the reason he wrote old. <laughs> so I, I think um, – when you don't have those players that want to give maximum effort because uh, they're not paid, what'd you say? No, I got it. I said, yeah, when, they, when it's maximum effort and they're not getting paid for it, they're not going to they're not gonna perform as hard. I, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really strong advocate of get your money, black man. So pay these players. Pay them what they worth yeah. and then add on to it because for every millionaire – there, no, for like every 10, 15 millionaires, there's one billionaire signing those checks. Yeah. And that man or that family or whoever got their money in some crazy ways that I'm sure somewhere along the line, some of our people had to suffer for it. So uh, got now, a charge I, of what they did I'm to the cold you. crush. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm with you. Get your money, black man. But my thing is... Um, like Lamar Jackson, let's take Lamar Jackson. He was rumored that got um, the offer was supposed to be more than what Kyler got, but Lamar's beef was he wanted 100% guaranteed. Now, the only reason why I actually have to, um, NFL shot themselves in the foot is because players like, and this is not a shot at Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray, but what have you done to deserve 100% guaranteed money? Because now that opens the door for somebody who hasn't performed to say, nah, I want what they got. But if you don't have have people say, say, no, here's the difference, though. Here's the difference. How do I put this? You're not, I'm trying to think of the the right phrase. You know, I'm a, my my, my day job is a recruiter, so I do it with negotiations all the time. But it's, um, it's not what you're worth, it's what you negotiate. What you right? negotiate. Yeah. yeah. So you're gonna pay me for what I did, but you're also gonna pay me for what I can do. Right? So if you have the potential, like Watson, that's a little bit different. They they did that, you know, at the quote Stephen A. Smith, he got hired, you know, because of his talent. And they they paid him very well, even though he hasn't been on that field in what's gonna be almost two years. Um if we want to talk about Lamar Jackson, his issue is that you, you ever hear the saying uh, a lawyer who represents himself has a client for a fool? <laughs> uh, you, you ever yeah. heard that before? It's, it's, it's true. It's, it's why you should never, uh, not never, but it's why most, in most cases you shouldn't represent yourself. Um, Cause when you can't play the, you can't bounce it off anyone. You bounce it off yourself and it looks crazy. Uh, Lamar Jackson is his own agent. 
All right. And so that's when feelings get involved. If you say, I want $125 million, say, well, nah, bro, this is negotiations. We want to give you 110. And then we'll give you 90 million of that guarantee. Well, no, I want 125. Or you say, I'm not worth 125. Now my feelings is hurt. The players, my me to play, I'm hurt. Not the negotiator. That that guy took a walk out the room, go get him a coffee or something, <laughs> right? The player in the room now, like, what, what the fuck you mean? I'm not worth 125 million. You know, let's shelve this. We'll come back to these talks. Cause I'm, well, I'm, we gonna see. I'm, I'm gonna show up because I want to get paid my current pay. But I'll tell you what, if you if you don't pay me, there's plenty of teams who will play me, who will pay me what I feel I'm worth plus more. Add to that my they'll tax. Play them too. They'll play them too. <laughs> they won't they pay them. They'll play them too. And this is why Lamar Jackson will be a Minnesota Viking next year. But, like, <laughs> but but that's what happens. Though. So I don't think it's shooting them in the foot. I think, especially the NFL, they got a lot of other things to worry about besides those guaranteed contracts. They got to redo the whole collective bargaining agreement. They got to get all of that power out of Rogers' hands, um, first and foremost. And they got to label down some hard objectives for what they want for punishments for things like abusing women um so that it's not such a long drawn out process you know my issue with um my issue with Goodell is it's a dictatorship and he doesn't hide that at all you say I'm gonna bring in an arbitrator and whatever the arbitrator says that's what we're gonna go with you bring in an arbitrator arbitrator says one thing and you go no that's not good enough I'm gonna up the ante it's like so why hire right. one in the, in the first place? Because he thought that she was going to set the precedent being a woman. And instead of her setting a precedent, she looked back at what they did and said, this is your rules. And I'm following your rules to a T. We don't have enough evidence to suspend him for a whole season, which is what they want. So, and Watson, he, he knew he was going to sit. So that's why they settled so easy in 11 games. Because if you go 12 games, that contract for that year is voided and that adds another year to the contract. So it has to be 11 games and less. And they got the uh, Goodell to see that. And he said, all right, you know what? I'll give, I'll give you that. I'll take the 11 games. And he feel like he won, you know, Watson feel like he won because there's no added contract. He's still getting paid. He's, I mean, he lost $5 million. Boo fucking who they signed up for what? 300 million or something. So. Guaranteed. And that's the part that I'm saying, Mike, his contract is 100% guaranteed. And that's the first time that I've seen that in football. Not from Brady, not from Manning, not from Rice, not from Smith. Not no, from they had a couple of them. Fully, that was that's just fully guaranteed. That's just fully guaranteed. How but, much is that? Is it close to 300? No, but at the time he was the, uh, when he signed, he was the third highest paid quarterback. Now he's like fifth or something like that. But yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is guaranteed, but there there is ways to get out of them. You can void those contracts. They have a bunch of shit in there you can void, um, you know. But it's it's really hard to void them. So I get what you're saying. My my thing with Deshaun. Um, let me preface this by saying, if he's guilty, he's a scumbag. He deserves everything he gets. But. <laughs> If he hasn't gone through the process and he hasn't been charged anything and you're saying, oh, I'm going to fine him $5 million and I'm going to suspend him 11 games, what happens if he's found not guilty? Do you come back and give him $5 million? Do you add uh, no. extra? Uh, 
so what are we doing here? It, that's why I'm so confused. It's like you handed out the punishment without. So criminally, he's not going to be find, found guilty. There, there, there was two grand juries that refused, refused to press charges on him and take him to court. Right. Uh, which is another reason why he won't apologize, by the way. He won't apologize because if I apologize, now I just admitted guilt. Right. What am I apologizing for? And so mm-hmm. now I can get charges put against me. I got 24 civil suitcases coming up, uh, which he, I think he settled most of those. But at the time, I got 24 of these. If I apologize, well, goddamn, now I got to pay out because now they have me on record saying I apologize for what mm-hmm. I did. And I'm still saying I didn't do anything. I'm saying it was a misunderstanding 24 times. <laughs> Maybe they, you know, I, <laughs> I read the description wrong 24 times that we know of. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, and it's so that that's why he's playing it that way. Um, so I, I, I diverted. What was the original question about guaranteed? No, it was just, the the original question was that they shoot themselves in the foot, giving out the guaranteed money. That's we branched off in everywhere else, but here the original question was: Are they shooting themselves in the foot with the guaranteed contract? And Rogers got guaranteed money. That's what we start talking about other players who've gotten guaranteed money. And Rogers, Dak, and Rogers is on a Super Bowl. And Rogers has been MVP candidate for X amount. Of only years. once, though. Come on, don't 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 give Aaron Rodgers all that credit. He only won one. Is he not? Uh, is he, my question? Okay, so I don't want to make it a matter of what you're worth, but more what have you done? Is he not in line with getting that guaranteed money based off of what he's done? Absolutely. Pay that non-black man. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. He won. My homeboy. He got paid, but his contract wasn't guaranteed. Is that not because of what he's done? You paid him based on what he can do, but also what he did because he won. Right. I don't don't remember the details of his uh, deal. I know he had a lot of that money guaranteed, but maybe not all of it. But that's what my, my main thing is precedent. So does that give Jimmy the leg to come back um, and be like, I want all my money guaranteed. And I hate that Lamar is representing himself as his own agent because, yeah, you're going to shoot yourself. You might shoot your own self in the foot, but emotions. I can understand it. Hey, uh, Metcalf get how much? Debo's agent saying, okay, well, if you got that, what are, y'all going, what are you going to do for me? And I feel like that's all negotiation is in sports is, oh, pocket watching the next man and saying, if he got this, what are you giving me? Right. But you also have the, you got to have somebody there to be like, when they say, well, we don't think you can do this. Uh, 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 I did this with this much. I didn't have a top five receiver. I've had three different coaches in the last year and I still gave you these numbers. You need to pay me more. You know, you, you need somebody like that in your corner, and that's not yourself. Have you watched the uh, the captain on ESPN with Derek Jeter? I have not. Okay. Only reason why I bring this up is because it, it's parallel. The year after they um, won back-to-back, he was in an arbitration with George Steinbrenner for more money because George Steinbrenner then thinks Derek Jeter, who was the centerpiece of the teams, was worth X more money just, just because. 
And that's one of the things that stuck out with me from that chapter thing was there's no way in the world Derek Jeter was playing on a um, rookie somewhat contract, one, two world titles back to back, in a conversation of being an MVP, rookie of the year, all that other stuff. And you're telling me you don't think I'm worth a, a pay raise? Huh? Right. It's ridiculous. <laughs> But you always got to remember, and I keep this in mind when I do negotiations. Sorry, I can eat while I'm talking. So I keep this in mind when I do negotiations too. I always think that NWA song, um, actually I think it was Ice Cube, but it's like, here's what they think of you. Here's what they think of you. Here's what they think of you. And when you got that piece of paper, that offer in front of you, you told them what you want and they go that low on you. Here's what they think of you. And that's why you got to negotiate up. got to power up. Don't give away all your tricks or don't give away any of your tricks. But as a negotiator, <laughs> you have a, a ceiling, so to speak, for what... You just went on a mute. And Corey hung up on me. I ain't gonna hang up on me on his podcast. He must have been on the phone. And his phone must have uh he must stay in charge of his phone. So the fake mad podcast, y'all can check that out. It's on all your favorite streaming tunes. We'll be back at the end of this month with some new stuff. I hope he's recording this. I'm going to hit end. Not putting it so much on you yourself, but as someone who deals with negotiations, recruiting, mm -hmm. there is a ceiling, you no, know, where company A says, hey, this is how much we have to pay for this position. Is it your job as a recruiter not to hit the ceiling, but to sort of kind of I don't want to call it middleman, but you throw out something. If somebody doesn't do the homework to see, oh, they can get paid more, and they just accept and then find out later, oh, well, I could have been paid more for that position. You're not in the business of saying, hey, look, this is your ceiling. Go for this. You're in the business of saying, hey, this is what we're offering. And opening up the room for them to ask what the ceiling is or just accept, hey, this is what we're offering. No, uh, keep, keep in mind, it's not my money, right? So I, I'm not holding back anything from you. My job, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a talent acquisition advisor, right? Mm -hmm. And my title is advisor. I don't, when it comes to these managers, I want to hire people. They don't, they're not my manager. I work alongside them. Um, I help them hire people. So I can mm -hmm. advise them. This is what somebody wants. So if you come to me and say, you want a hundred K and a manager goes, we want to offer 95 and so i'll talk to you and i'll say hey are you good with 95 and you say no i need 100k i said all right what if we can get you to 98 and we'll give you a signing bonus of 5k mm -hmm. or something like that you know like i and then i can go back to the manager and say hey i know for a fact this person will accept this offer if we have this amount of money and this signing bonus um so to answer your question no i, I don't 
I, I will push you to say, hey, like if you if you lowball yourself, pause. Um, I definitely would be the one to be like, uh, tell you what, if you want that, let's start with this and try to get you higher. No one has ever turned down more money uh, when it comes to me, you know, <laughs> like. I, I, and so sometimes people do like because especially w- with the company I work for, it's like if you that we are the number one in, in our industry. And so they will try and pay you like it if they can. If you come in from a position where you weren't making that much, but you have the skill set that they are looking for, they will give you a generous offer. You know, it's almost an offer you can't refuse type of deal, you know? (laughs) But so you're on that side of it where you can understand these sports contracts a little bit better and saying, oh, well, maybe the agent is doing too much in the negotiating room or maybe you got a Lamar Jackson who is not reading the room and it's just like nah this is what it is my feelings are attached to the paper and it is what it is. I think with not not just athletes in general I think with people when they hear when their hopes are oh I want this much and a company or agent or a uh, sports team comes back and says, no, I don't think you're worth, sometimes they don't use that terms, and sometimes they will say, I don't think you're worth. I think it's more of a, a, a pride thing for the, uh, for the individual to be like, oh, so you don't see my value. You're going pride, Versus, that's right. And so and, yeah. and with sports, a little different because they can say, hey, well, we think that you're worth this, right? So let's put these incentives in place so that you can hit it. And the money that we don't give you right now, let's use that to build a better team around you. So they can, you know, use the language like that. And if you're really a team guy, like, yeah, let's do that. But somebody like me, like, nah, bro, like, I earned this. Get my money and you figure it out, Mr. Billionaire. So you're Tyreek Hill? I guess so. I mean... (laughs) I, I need all my coins now. After my my first big and my second big contract, I might give a hometown discount, you know. But you're not going to shortchange me on, on my money at, on the front end, no sir. So you don't you don't want the Bobby Benilla contract? Well, that's different. They did that to him after they release when they were ready to release him. That wasn't a, he didn't sign that contract at first when they he uh, he took the interest deal instead of the one that they originally gave him. And so with that being said, he was like, yeah, let's do this. And that's why they had to restructure. They, that company, the, that team was out of money. And they had to restructure. And when they restructured, they said, hey, we'll sign you this. and We'll just pay you this every year. And now he getting paid that much with interest. Bobby Bold Day. Yeah, smart man. I need to see the 30 for 30 on that uh, Bobby Bold contract. Or the, right. the Michael Jordan uh, Nike contract. I didn't see a 30 for 30 because that was a clinic too. They were expecting to sell, what, 5 million pair of Jordans in the first three years? Yeah, now they do that every three hours. But uh, Ridiculous. Yeah, you, and you, you know, even with Jordans, he, he, wasn't making, he made more money off his deal for the Jordan brand than actual Jordan shoe. Right, because they they already had that deal in place for the Jordan shoe, the Jordan brand. He came back and said, "I want the money I didn't make with my Jordan sneakers. I want when you give my own brand, and they're the only Nike brand that doesn't have the Nike symbol on them." No one man should have all that power. 
is what they say. I believe is what the philosopher once said. Right. Yay. But uh, the crazy genius. The crazy genius. I was actually scrolling through Netflix last night, and it was like, you know what? I might rewatch this uh, genius documentary only because uh, the the trailer for it. Ron Fess and Kanye were having a little argument. Ron Fess was like, "But you can't call yourself a genius. Like, who are you to to give yourself that title of genius?" And I was like, you know what? Let me go back and rewatch this. Kanye may be a little crazy, but that's what they say about most geniuses. They, they, all, all geniuses. All. If your if your genius ain't crazy, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you signed up your team for fantasy sports yet? Putting your feet to the fire on air. Oh, for yours? Nah, I was supposed to do it today, but I caught up in some meetings. Let's see, Let's see. I, I did click on it though, and I tried to do it from my phone. That's I, I, when I asked you. I'm never too what busy was. For you. I, I asked you what app was it because I was trying to see why I wouldn't pull up on my phone, and I was seeing if I had the app already on my phone to make it easier. So I did try I'm never my phone. Too I'm busy for system. you. I answered the phone for you. Remember, that's what you said at the beginning of this. I do. When when am I not? <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to bring it back. That's all. I was just trying to <laughs> trying to spin the block. That's all I was trying to spin the block. Um. You can't spin a block on a one-way, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I could back up and uh, whatever. Um, I'm going to get a show idea from you before I let you go. But I'm going to ask your opinion. No, I want to pique your interest. And would you be interested in coming up as part of a fantasy football panel that I want to have and almost kind of do like a Mel Kuyper and the guys um, fantasy show before the season starts where we we talk about, you know, our top five per position, um, things like that. I, I figure we do it after the draft so people don't feel like, oh, well, this person, he listened to the show and he stole my, my pick and I think we do it. After that's that um, huh? Yeah, I do it, but you you know who'd be really good at that? You know McCray by any chance? Michael McCray? Uh, I know him from the groups. I haven't had. Yeah, he so he actually writes his own list and shit. Like he makes his own list every year. Um, I mean, he'd be wrong sometimes, but he still makes his own <laughs> list. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if if you would uh, do me the honors of doing that third party intro, I would more than more than happy inv- invite this guy up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll reach out to him. It's nothing for you. You're a friend of mine. It's nothing. <laughs> I I appreciate that. Can I get a show from you, sir? Before I let you go, this, are you stapling shit right now? The uh... yeah, man. You, are you like literally doing paperwork for your? For, are you working at home? Are you getting paid for this? <laughs> <laughs> I have to talk to you about work life balance. Yo, the show that I've been watching is dope is uh the Sandman on Netflix. Sandman, um, do I? Yeah, I am. I'm gonna be that guy. Game of Thrones, House of Dragons. Um, we can start talking about it. It came on Sunday. You guys got to. Tuesday, 
this will drop on Tuesday. So you guys got to Wednesday. To get it does. I, I, I don't watch it. I'm joking. But I did see what somebody was like. Uh, I keep seeing everybody see House of Dragons. And you know how black people would name and shit their own shit. So imagine my surprise when I Google House of Dragons and it was actually called House of Dragons. <laughs> right, she got a point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I might bring back my, my Game of Thrones recaps because I was looking at my memories from Facebook and I was wilding towards the end of uh, Game of Thrones and my recaps. Um, that's because I was just putting my spin on the episodes. I might, I might bring that back depending on how good this House of Dragons is, but I was looking at my uh, memories saying, yeah, that was when Facebook wouldn't put you in jail for everything. If I started uh, sharing those old Game of Thrones posts, yeah, Mark might hit me on the side, like, you might need, might need a timeout. Might need a 24-hour timeout. Cool off or rephrase what you're saying. But Them, them Zuckerberg boys coming to get you. <laughs> but, my guy, I do appreciate you. Uh, I don't take it lightly uh, that you are a friend and that you do answer the call when the streets uh, ask for you to come up. Um, the streets are saying that I have a whole lot of fake mad about to get off. So, well, you know, the post on Friday and, you know, I, I am bringing it back. I know I feel like every time I'm on your show, I say that's coming back, but uh, it, it's definitely, well, I guess it did come back since the last time I said that in the show, but uh, yeah, end of September, we're looking to start shooting some more and releasing some more. And just keep it moving, you know? The Fake Mad Podcast on all your streaming services. Go back and listen to the original ones. You know, we got some good content on there. We're going to be bringing it back. Some controversial subjects. I'm here, man. You you shoot me the message, and I would love to oblige with uh, paying back with my services. I appreciate it, sir. So but, it's, uh, it's about happy hour. It's about to be over now. We've got to get some drinks anyway. So I like all that. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, get your excuses ready. Uh, that's all I got. Who's E? Thank you again, sir. Uh I'll holler. All right, my brother. Peace and love. One.